All right, let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, it is so good that we can gather in Your house. Lord, bless our time in Your Word now. Open our hearts, our minds. Teach us to pray. In Your name we pray, Amen. You know, last Sunday I told you that uh, one of my favorite things to do in the month of November when I was a child was to get the Sears and Roebuck Christmas catalog. And I saw a number of heads bobbing when I said that last Sunday, so I think I'm not the only one I would make my Christmas list out of that catalog. Now, I don't know if you caught the drift. Linda knows this. I love to receive gifts. That's not a hint. okay? But as a child, you can probably guess this, my two favorite days of the year were Christmas and my birthday. You know, I love getting gifts, and when at that time, I, now I kind of like the surprise, but at that time, man, I wanted to know ahead of time. And so when I knew the gifts were, I'd figure out where they were hidden, and you know, I would try everything I can to figure out what was in them. You know, stretching the paper to see if you can read through it, or the best one is accidentally ripping a corner. Yeah, I'm figuring that those techniques are not um, unique to me. Got me to thinking with all that fuss over gifts. How many of them do I actually remember? And I want you to ask yourself this. What, what are the memorable gifts you have received? Three, three came to mind for me <clears throat> right away. There's others. But one I've shared with you, it's that baseball that landed in my dad's beard at my first Cubs game and he gave to me that I still have at home. The other was the day when my parents took me outside and they, my mom and dad gave me my first car, a Chevy Nova. That really dates me, doesn't it? It wasn't much, but it got me around. Probably the most memorable gift, though, is the one that that Linda and the kids gave me on the 25th anniversary of my um, ordination. They gave me a James Avery um, replica, or I guess you call it a replica, of Martin Luther's wedding ring. It has a cross and all sorts of carving on it. I love that ring. And I used to wear it all the time until my fingers got too fat. Sorry, that's true confessions. It started to hurt. Um, but anyway, I got to thinking about that. I love getting gifts, but I, I want to turn it around for a second. Have you ever given a gift that you couldn't wait to give it? One that stands out in my mind is the year that I got Linda her new um, sewing machine. She really wanted it. I, I call it a new heavy-duty sewing machine because I don't know what else to call it. And I know she wanted that thing badly. And so I, that Christmas, I couldn't wait to give it to her. And it, it was really hard to keep my mouth shut, except that I really like torturing her with not telling her what she's getting. Well, I share that because that's the kind of gift we're going to talk about today in this petition. A gift that God really can't wait to give us. 
the forgiveness of sins. The most precious gift any of us has ever received is the forgiveness of sins. He's, he's so anxious to give it, give it to us. A lot of our other gifts He gives us, we have to wait until we get to heaven. This one He gives us right now. Listen to these words from Ezekiel 33. Say to them, As I live, declares the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. God wants to forgive. He so wants to give us this gift that He puts it right at the heart of the Lord's prayer. And when you pray, say, forgive us our trespasses, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. That's the Luke version of it. Okay. What makes that gift so precious? You know. To give us that gift, it cost God His own Son, didn't it? It cost Jesus His holy, precious blood and His innocent suffering and death. Wow. Folks, did you know that every other gift that God gives depends on Him giving us this gift? I want you to think about the order of things at the end of, of the Apostles' Creed. We say, I believe in the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. It's in that order for a reason. Because without forgiveness of sins, there is no resurrection of the body, and there is for you and me no life everlasting. So, in this gift, He gives us the others. And folks, forgiveness is... The gift God gives into every relationship in our lives. With one thing, he, it, with it, He heals our relationship with Him. That's so very important. Think about it. God invites us to ask for forgiveness. Think, think how bold that is. For you and me to come to God and dare to ask Him for, to forgive what we've done and what we've been and what we've said. We don't deserve that. There's, there's no way that you and I could ever deserve to have God forgive us. If you, O oh Lord, kept a record of sins, the psalmist says, O oh Lord, who could stand? And the answer is no one. Listen to these. Words from St. Paul, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Sin destroys our relationship with God. Look what Isaiah wrote. Listen to, listen to these words. He says, your iniquities have made a separation between you and God. And your sins have hidden His face from you so that He does not hear. I remember in Texarkana, a man coming into my office, you could physically see the burden of that truth weighing on his shoulders. He had committed adultery, and though his wife had forgiven him. He just could not believe that God would ever forgive him. He was sure God wasn't listening to his prayers anymore. That God wouldn't want 
anything to do with Him. That's why this petition is so very important. Listen to how Luther explains it. He says, we pray in this petition that our Father in Heaven would not look at our sins or deny our prayer because of them. We are neither worthy of the things for which we pray, nor have we deserved them, but we ask that He would give them all to us by grace, for we daily sin much and surely deserve nothing but punishment. Thank God He's gracious. Thank God He loves us, even though we don't deserve it. Thank God that while we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. Thank God that He shows His own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank God that His answer to this prayer his answer when we ask Him to forgive any sin we've ever committed, thought, word, or deed, past, present, or even the ones in the future, that His answer is, I forgive you all your sin. That there is now no condemnation. None. For those who are in Christ Jesus. That now... In Christ Jesus, you who are once far off have been brought near through the blood of Christ. God gives this gift into your life and mine to heal our relationship with Him. With it, He also heals our relationship with others. Did you know that? It's the second part of, of the of the petition. Forgive us our trespasses, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. I want you to think about this. The first time I learned this, it was a startling thing for me. Did you know that when you forgive someone else, you are giving yourself a gift? Because you see, when when you and I hold a grudge, you know who we're hurting the most? Us. We're hurting ourselves. Think, think of the, the parable of the unforgiving servant, right? He, he, uh, he comes to the king and the king wants payment and he begs for mercy and the king forgives him what in fact is a huge debt. And then he goes out and his friend, a fellow servant, owes him a little bit, you know, like ten bucks. And he demands payment right then. And he refuses to forgive. I want you to think in the parable what that costs him. He forfeited, by his refusal to forgive his brother, he forfeited his king's forgiveness. He forfeited his freedom. He landed in jail. You know, when we refuse to forgive, we're, it's like having a cup of water and putting a solid lid on top of it. No matter how you try with that lid on top, you can't pour water into it. And when we have put the lid of our resentments and our, our sin over our lives, 
when we've held on to a grudge, that cap is there and it prevents us from receiving the grace and mercy of God. You're never going to know God's joy and peace in its fullness until you can forgive someone else. Now folks, let me tell you something about your resentments and mine. Resentment is the root of a lot of wickedness in your own life. The resentments you and I harbor are the fertile soil in which sin and addiction and all sorts of things like that grows. There's a reason why in AA, in the 12 steps, one of the biggest steps you have is to make a list of and face all your resentments and then give them to God and ask for His forgiveness. That's what Jesus is inviting us to do here. To say, Lord, I'm sorry for holding a grudge. Let Your cross tear down the walls that divide me from others. Let Your forgiveness help me to forgive. It heals our relationship with Him. It heals our relationship with others. But there's one last relationship God desires to heal. That's our relationship with ourselves. It's maybe the toughest nut to crack. It's hard sometimes to forgive yourself. Now, it's not explicit in the text, but it's there in Scripture. It's really there in the second greatest commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourselves. You cannot truly love someone else until you love you. Think about that. So why is it that forgiving ourselves is so hard? Well, this may surprise you. It's because of pride. Yeah. You know, when you and I refuse to forgive ourselves, we're saying that what Jesus did on the cross wasn't enough. And that more needs to be done. We need to punish ourselves. In other words, we can do more than Jesus did. I want you to think how arrogant that sounds. And think about this. It's also pride when you can forgive others because, but you can't forgive yourself because you know what you're saying. Well, of course... They should be forgiven. They didn't know any better. How could they? But not me. I should know better. I'm better than that. That's self-righteousness. And folks, when you and I hold on to anger towards ourselves, did you know that we end up hurting those around us? Did you know that? Hurting people hurt others. As long as you and I hold on anger and resentment towards ourselves, as long as we refuse to forgive ourselves, that anger festers and grows inside of us. And because we aren't dealing with it, sooner or later, it's going to spill over into the lives of the people we love the most. Folks, we're not greater than God. Thank God. And you know what? There is no more price to pay. Even for the things you and I have done to ourselves. He's paid the price. 
paid it in full. The righteous for the unrighteous that He might bring us to God. There remains no sacrifice to be paid. And Jesus paid that price because this is the gift He wants to give us above all others. Because this is the gift by which He unlocks all His other gifts to us. This is the gift that heals all our relationships. Folks, because I think for many, forgiving ourselves can be the toughest thing to do. I want you to get in mind right now an area where you're struggling to forgive yourself. And I want you to go with God, go to God with me right now and to bring it to Him. And we're going to pray up here a prayer that has helped me. I hope it helps you. Would you please stand? And would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I understand that there is nothing to gain by holding myself in unforgiveness, and there is everything to gain by releasing myself from unforgiveness and beginning the process of healing. I want to move forward and make a positive difference in the future. I confess the ungodly accountability, self-abasement, and vows I have made to never forgive myself. Because Jesus died for my sins, I choose to forgive myself, to no longer punish myself and be angry with myself. I forgive myself for letting this hurt control me and for hurting others out of my hurt. I repent of this behavior and my attitude. I ask for your forgiveness and healing. God, help me to never again retain unforgiveness of myself or others. Thank you for loving me, for your grace to move forward with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life that is everlasting. Amen.